Hey, badasses. I'm Kelly Young. And I'm Stevie Stays Kirsch. And we're your hosts for the Badassery Life podcast, a podcast where we feature the stories of women that make us say, that's badass. Through this podcast, we want to lift others up and empower all women to own their badassery life. If you like what you hear, and we certainly hope that you do, please subscribe and leave us a review. We'd also love it if you would follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Badassery Life. If there's a badass woman you know and that you want us to know, and we hope that you do, email us at badasserylife at gmail.com. Yeah, so let's get started. With each episode, we hope to awaken the badass in you by bringing you stories of powerful, beautiful, bold women like this one. Okay, Kelly, are you ready? This gal's amazing. Please meet Shelly Snyder. She's a mother, a wife, musician, lesbian, Christian, hippie, helper, leader, listener. <laughs> She's also the new executive director of Indie Pride, which is incredible. Indie Pride, in case you don't know, is an Indianapolis-based nonprofit that produces events that educate, honor our history, and celebrate the diversity of the Indianapolis lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community. According to a friend, he had this to say about Shelly. Shelly Snyder is not afraid of a challenge, nor is she afraid to chart her own path in the way making space for marginalized voices and individuals. I love that. I do too. So, so a little bit more about Shelly as if that wasn't badass enough, but a little bit more about her. She was born and raised in Indy, um, has been actively involved in the Indianapolis LGBTQ plus events and advocacy community for over 15 years. She served in a variety of leadership positions, such as the chair of the LGBTQ plus faculty staff council at IUPUI. Again, for anybody not in Indy, that's Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. Uh, She was the first and third president of the Pride of Indie Bands, a board member for Indie Pride. And now, as uh, Stevie said, she's the first female executive director for Indie Pride. So, Shelly, we also asked another friend and got some scoop uh, on you. And we didn't include that uh, when I sent you the question. So you don't know what people are saying about you, but it's pretty amazing and awesome. But another friend had this to say, Shelly is one of the most genuinely curious and caring people I've ever met. She's passionate about people and connecting authentically. She's an absolute badass mom, advocate, and human. Oh, my goodness. I love it. (laughs) I know, right? Shelly, what a pleasure. What a total thrill it is to have you on the show today and to meet you. We have not met, so I'm super excited to talk to you. Um, We're interested in learning more about you and your vision for Indie Pride. And for listeners, if you didn't already assess that she's a completely beautiful person on the inside, she's equally as beautiful on the outside. So we're so excited to talk to you. Thank you very much for having me today. I can't wait to find out who these people were that you talked to about me. I'm going to have to go pay them their stipend now. (laughs) (laughs) We might never tell. We might never tell. You do do have quite a fan base uh, here in Indianapolis and the work that you've done at the university, but then also the work that you've done through the LGBT community. So, um, but let's get started a little bit and finding out a little bit more about you. Um, Where did you grow up? What do you want us to know about Shelly as a young child? Oh, well, yes. And, and let me preface this. It's only 30 minutes. So you're gonna have to like, you know, right, it. right. 
there's a lot to know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I grew up all over um, Indianapolis is where I have, uh, I was born and raised. And uh, I went to five different elementary schools, but where I spent my seventh through 12th grade. So my, you know, formative years was uh, in a, a low income neighborhood on the near West side by the in Lilly industrial complex. Um, so I went to IPS uh, for K through 12, graduated from Washington high school a really long time ago. Uh, and uh, I grew up a preacher's kid. So my mother is a retired United Methodist pastor. So I, I learned a lot about how to, you know, the church is, is a business on, on, on part of it. And, you know, I'm, I'm still a Christian despite seeing some Christians do some really terrible things. So I learned from an early age that you can't judge a whole group of people based on one or two people. It's so, so true. So what church, um, Shelly, did you grow up in? Yeah, so United Methodist. So, uh, and because my mother was a minister, uh, we moved every four to six years, and so went to lots of different churches. Uh, but I'm currently a member at Broadway United Methodist, uh, right downtown at College of Fall Creek. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting, United Methodist, because yeah. I grew. I I say I grew up in the United Methodist Church. I went yeah. like twi- twice as a kid. But okay. one of my mom's dear friends is the minister in Southern Indiana for United Methodists. And he's okay. talking about there being a big faction right now and possible yes. separation because of everything that we're talking about today. That so I'll be anxious true. to hear how that turns out. And yeah. yeah. And there was, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the TV show, We're Here. It's RuPaul drag queens go to small towns across the country and they put on drag shows for the LGBT communities there. It's a great show and it also connects those people in those small towns with each other. So after the queens leave, they have each other still. There was a preacher who participated in that in Evansville, Indiana, and then shortly thereafter, he was fired. So the week that I decided to apply for the position with Indy Pride was the week that that happened. And it was just another reason where it just, you know, this was the universe saying to me, Shelly, you have to do more. You have to use your skills to make Indiana a better place for LGBT people. Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. Can I ask a question, Shelly, about growing up and and your background? When did you first identify as a lesbian? How did that go over with your family and, you know, the, the church community, whichever you want to focus on, but just yeah, yeah. Your path. yeah, I, I first realized that I liked girls in, uh, when I was in college. I was 23. Uh, back then, I thought I was so old, but now I know I was so young. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, it was the first time I had been exposed to LGBT people. Uh, I, I didn't know that having a romantic relationship with a woman was an option. Uh, you know, uh, I would have been with women a whole lot sooner if I had known. But, you know, you can't be what you can't see. And there was no LGBT representation on TV, on the radio, or in the neighborhood that I grew up in. So I, I had no idea that that was something that, that I could even do. Um, my family was mostly supportive. Uh, I actually brought my very first girlfriend home for a family visit. And my mother asked me if we were romantically involved with each other. I was like, well, mom, yeah, we are. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my sister asked me why God hated me. Uh, so we had to have some conversations about, you know, God doesn't hate people. People hate people. <laughs> so we had to have some kinds of conversations about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, they are, they are 
very, very supportive of me and my wife. Um, they are a little afraid for my safety sometimes when I was considering taking this position. My mother was very vocal about um, how she was afraid for my safety. She was afraid that because I'm such a public figure now that people will come after me because of my sexuality. So have you had in or heard any stories um, from former executive directors of anything like that, Shelley? Uh, I have. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't want to go into too many details about it, uh, sure. but yes, um, you know, Indiana is still a pretty conservative state. Um, there's actually a, a bill in the house right now that would ban trans girls from being able to play sports in high school. So the fact that, you know, there are people like that still in this state, um, um, it, it, it is always in my mind at some, at some level. Yeah, I guess because I, I'm such a big advocate for indie pride and always marching the parade and, and everything. And I always just see maybe the best parts, you know, the, the fun right. parts as aside from the unsavory. Oh, yeah, there's lots of, you know, there are so many people in this state, you know, um, that are LGBT that feel ashamed about their sexuality because mm-hmm. of, of the influences in their life. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shelly, just know that uh, you've yeah. got our, we've got your back. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So if you, if you do have some haters and there are haters, um, just know you got Stevie Kelly and Jenny behind Thank you. you like that, you know, I love that. and the, the, the badass community here that we, that we draw from as well too, because we want to see you continue to do the amazing work that you're doing um, Thank for you. sure. And Thank you. Uh, all the incredible resources that are available for uh, for LGBTQ plus community. I want to back this up just in case some of yeah. our listeners don't know, but can you educate us on the letters? Oh, um, for sure. Yes, yes. It's, it's the, you know, the alphabet soup. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's LGBTQ plus. So lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer or questioning, and then plus, because there's all kinds of other things in there too. Okay. I didn't even realize that Q also meant questioning. Did you know that Kelly? I did not. That's why I was going to ask because what, and this, wasn't there like an A or an I? Also? Yes. Yes. It depends on, uh, you know, it, it's ever evolving, you know, so language is ever evolving. You know, it, I don't know if you watch any of the like, you know, Downton Abbey or the Gilded Age shows and, you know, some of the language that they use, you know, we don't, say those words anymore. Uh, It's the same kind of concept. It it will continue to evolve. Yeah. Well, and before we even started this conversation and hit record for this podcast, I asked Shelly if it was okay to call her a lesbian because, you know, like, I just don't know. I don't know what the right and politically correct way to right. say things. Is it offensive? Is it not offensive? Uh, Absolutely. So I appreciate the work that you're doing to also educate yeah. people who don't know, or maybe sure. those of us who want to be more of an ally for this community and really don't know where to start. Maybe that's even a question I'll ask, like, you know, for somebody who's listening, who's maybe not in the community uh, and wants to serve as a, a, an ally, what kind of advice do you have uh, for, the, for our listeners? I, w- I would say lots, so many things. Um, so one, um, minute uh, podcast, Shelley. I know, right? Um, do 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 some so do some of your own ex, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, education. So uh, you know, read books 
books, watch TV shows. It doesn't have to be really thick, dense text. It could be a you know, a, a fiction novel about a lesbian, you know, a, a detective, uh, you know, so anything that is going to get you, uh, you know, exposure to that community and to show you that, you know, um, LGBTQ people are, are are just like everybody else, you know, we run in races and uh, we have jobs and we have children and we have pets and we go to the grocery store, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, there is no one way to be gay. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and just to your point about the, the letters too, there's not one, you know, one size fits right. all kind of thing. Um, exactly. so I appreciate knowing that, but yeah. So Shelly, let's talk about some of the work, uh, and the incredible things that you've done in the LGBTQ plus community for the past 15 sure. plus years. Are there things that stand out to you that are that most notable, most proud of moments? Yeah, absolutely. When I think back, I, to my career, uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of is being a founding member of the Pride of Indie Bands. And so back in uh, 2005, we started this organization to march in the Indie Pride Parade because there was no marching band in the parade back then. And this organization has blossomed over the last 15 years to now include a concert band, a marching band, a jazz band and the marching band. I already said that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a wonderful organization. It's a great place for uh, LGBT musicians to come together and not only perform with each other and have community, but also go out into the larger community and perform for other people too. So that, that's something I'm, I'm very proud of. Um, I'm also really proud of the work that I did at IUPUI when it comes to LGBT people. I gave lots of uh, presentations and created websites and training materials for employers and for faculty and staff of IUPUI that talked about what's it like to be an LGBT person on that campus and what is it like to be an LGBTQ person looking for a job? Because there are different considerations. It's not just about you know, what kind of education and skills do you put on your resume? But in some cases, you know, what name do you use on your resume? If you are a trans person and you are in the middle of your transition and you haven't legally changed your name yet, what should you do with that information? So, you know, there's just a lot to navigate there. And I'm very proud of all of the help I was able to give to people navigating those processes. Yeah. And so now you're the first female executive director of Indie Pride. What does that mean to you and, and, and going forward and just kind of accepting that, that big, it's a big title anyway. Does it matter that you're the first female may or may not, but, you know, talk a little bit about that. I think visibility matters. I think that right now we are going through a, a new era of leadership all across the world. You see so many women in leadership positions that have never been in those positions before. And I feel that it is, you know, like I said earlier, you know, you can't be what you can't see. I hope that I can inspire other people to know that, hey, you can be a woman and you can be an executive director. Um, uh, so just trying to inspire people and, and lead through good examples. Let's flash forward just a little bit because we, we mentioned in your introduction that you are a mother and a wife. So let's yeah. talk about a, how did you meet your partner, your wife, yes. and what's it like being a mother and a co-parent in, in yes. today's world? Yeah, yeah. So we actually, I met my wife, Laura. Uh, I'm sure she'll listen to this later and she'll 
be embarrassed that I mentioned her. She better. She's pretty introverted. Um, so, uh, but uh, we met actually in the Pride of Indy bands. Uh, she played the uh, awesome. drums and trumpet in the band. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, we actually have been married twice. Um, we were married the first time in 2009 um, illegally uh, okay. because, you know, we weren't legally able to be married then yeah. uh, but we had a beautiful wedding in our church with the both wear big white poofy dresses had our reception and you know limos and everything um and then in 2015 when it became legal for us to marry we did it again um so uh, on the same date so we still have the same anniversary which is awesome well, um, i don't know like i struggle to remember my own like i can imagine <laughs> having two <laughs> true um she's just she's the best wife ever i i very lucky. Um, I, I get away with a lot that I shouldn't. <laughs> she, she is very patient with me. <laughs> well, let's talk yeah. about that for a minute because you said you, you know, in 2009, it wasn't legal. What kind of progress have we made, whether as a state, a community, a nation, uh, mm-hmm. since 2009? What, what kind of yeah. things are there more resources out there just from yeah. your perspective? Yeah. So I think that, you know, just saying the word gay in public spaces is not as offensive to some people. So I think that that acceptance level is there. Um, I think, you know, people are able to get married now, which they had not been able to before. I think that there are some you know, tax benefits to that. Um, previously, Laura and I weren't you know, legally married, so we had to pay higher taxes on our health insurance because of that. Um, I think that um, it, it's just become more acceptable to be, to be queer in this day and age. Um, but like I said, there's still a lot of work to do. Um, the, the state of Indiana is a pretty conservative state, and uh, so uh, um, there, there are things that need to be taken care of. Yeah, this is probably a big question. And- yeah probably can't cover it in the 30 minutes. Uh, but what, what do you hope to, to achieve or like, what, you know, what are your like top three things that you want to do through your role, uh, with Indie Pride and the work that you've already been doing, but what are you kind of focused on? Yeah. So, um, uh, TBD. <laughs> so, okay. uh, you know, uh, this is week seven for me. <laughs> so, I don't know the uh, answer, Shelly. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there is still a lot to learn. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in addition to, to myself being new uh, to the organization, um, you know, we have 17 board members and 12 of them are brand new as well. So wow. it's the era of a brand new organization for us. So um, we actually have a retreat this Saturday where I'm going to have them, you know, I have, you know, big rolls of paper on the wall and I'll have them write down, you know, their wish list of, you know, what do they want to do for the rest of the year? If we had all the money and resources in the world, what would they do with our time and money? And then I'm going to give them like six votes and then, you know, whatever gets the top votes, that's what we're going to focus on this year. Um, but I hope that we're going to continue to do events. Of course, you know, we do the Indie Pride Festival and Parade, which in 2019 had 50,000 attendees. It's one of the largest festivals in the entire state. Um, so of course, we're going to be doing those things. Um, we also will be doing, you know, our community dinner, which happens in November. Um, and, you know, uh, if I think about, you know, um, other things that we might do, I want to see more uh, history done. I think that we have not done a real great job of collecting the LGBT history of Indiana. Um, that, that's another place I'd like to focus work. 
So if you were a board member participating in the process this coming Saturday and you had unlimited funds or even just as you, Shelly, what's your big vision? Like the one big thing that you would want to accomplish? Oh my gosh. I would love to have an LGBT community center in the city of Indianapolis. Right now we have that, Uh right? Yeah. So we have several uh, organizations in the town that have, you know, buildings, you know, Damien Center, IYG, Trinity Haven, but there are none that are open to the public. You know, so I would love to have something where we could have, you know, services to help people uh, find jobs, you know, have a copy shop, um, you know, have, uh, you know, a theater in there, put artwork on display, um, have community meetings, um, you know, just a space where LGBT, LGBT people could gather. Right. And I are looking at each other like, how do how do we start? How do we, how do heads we are spinning. Do we... Heads are spinning. I'm sure. Really? Yeah. I can't wait to see you start that conversation uh, and, and figure out how to support that. That's an amazing vision and goal. And I hope that you uh, get that going. Stevie and I are like, hmm, who do we know? How can we help? Money. <laughs> ah, yes. There's that. Yeah. There is that. Um, Shelly, I want to ask real quick and talk a little bit about the incredible work that you're doing to advocate on behalf of trans youth. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So um, uh, like I said earlier, there is a House Bill 1041 happening right now in the legislature in Indiana that says that uh, trans girls cannot participate in high school sports. Um, Not only is this discriminatory, it is redundant. The uh, IHSAA already has rules in place for just this thing. Uh, The commissioner of that organization testified in front of the legislature and said this is unnecessary and a waste of taxpayers' money, and they're moving forward with it anyway. in my opinion, the only reason they're doing this is to, to be hateful. And not even if it doesn't get passed, it is a shameful bill because it says to trans girls, you are not a girl. So do you feel like you said it's a political move? Do you think it's just a nail in the coffin to what already exists, just an added layer of hatred? It is another layer of hatred for sure. And in, I sat through eight plus hours of testimony over the last three weeks at the state house. And the, the common theme was that this is RIFRA 2.0. We are going to look disgraceful to the rest of the country if this is pushed forward. So, and not to get in the weeds with this, Shelly, but let's pretend that I am a mother of a young girl who is participating in sports. Mm-hmm. And I say, You know, it may not really be fair to have Mm -hmm. biologically, Mm -hmm. you know, male athletes competing against my Mm -hmm. and and unsettling the waters. So what what's your how do you address that? Well, first, I would say that most athletes don't go into the sport to be Olympic athletes, <laughs> that most of the time they go into the sports at the high school level just to have camaraderie with their colleagues. I would say that. I would also say that there are rules in place that the IHSAA has already put there to deal with these sort of situations. And I would also say that there has only been one instance in our whole history of seeing this type of thing happen in the state of Indiana where it became an issue. Good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, 
we always like to talk a little bit about like what you're most proud about and, you know, some of your successes and things like that. And I know we asked it in a different way earlier, but talk about some of the things that uh, you're most proud of um, and maybe the things that make you, you know, the happiest. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, helping people um, is, is one of the things that I really like to do. Um, you know, making sure that the people around me feel cared for and listened to. Uh, at the end of the day, a process is just a process, but, you know, people, there's a, a quote, and I cannot remember who said it, but it's, uh, people will forget what you said. Um, people will forget what you did, but they won't forget how you made them feel. And that's really important to me. I want to make sure that people around me feel cared for and, and listened to. We're all in this world together and taking care of each other is one of the greatest pleasures you can have. Yeah. yeah agreed. And I, you know, as we're talking about how, how you feel, have there been times, Shelly, that you've felt vulnerable and how did you overcome that vulnerability? Yeah. yeah. So I felt vulnerable a lot in my life. You know, I'm a, 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 a woman in America. <laughs> so, uh, you know, walking through parking garages at night makes me feel vulnerable. Um, but one of the times that I felt most vulnerable was when I was six months pregnant with my son and my employer told me that they were eliminating my position after I left for maternity leave and that there wouldn't be a position for me when I returned. Um, I was so scared. It was our first child, our only child. And, uh, you know, what was it going to do for money? You know, how could I have a baby without insurance? Uh, you know, how was it going to work for these people for another three months so that I could keep my insurance? Right. Um, yeah. In, in the end, I just, you know, I just kept getting up every day and going to work, hoping that it would all work out. And it did, um, you know, my wife and I, we cut back on our expenses and, um, I, I got to spend nine wonderful months at home with my son after he was born. Sometimes you just have to have faith that it'll work out. Yeah. And it sounds like it worked out for the better for you. Um, mm -hmm. for sure. But yeah, talk about, um, uh, being forgiving. I don't know if I could get, wake up every day, uh, knowing that, and then, uh, continue to do my job. So good for you yeah. for, uh, staying strong and, and being brave and, and continuing on that work. Um, for sure. What do you want people? Cause I know we're getting close to the time, but what do you want people to know most about Indie pride yeah, and yeah. community? And then I'll wrap that with also make sure to tell us how to find you, like give us yes, all for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want people to know that Indie Pride is more than just a festival and parade. <laughs> so, you know, we provide scholarships to college students. Uh, we have a community dinner in November. Um, we have a career fair that we do in the September, October timeframe. So, you know, we are here to help the community um, uh, more than just, you know, gather for events. We want to make sure that they are living happy and healthy lives. So talk more, Shelly, about the community dinner, because that's not even yeah. something that I knew about, but it sounds Yeah, fun. yes. So that happens in November, and we get together, and pre-COVID, uh, it was pitch-in style, where everybody would, you know, bring their favorite side dish or, or dessert, and we would get together, and we would have music, and we would have awards, and it was just a really nice place for people to gather, uh, you know, around the Thanksgiving time, when a lot of LGBT people are, are, are feeling very lonely. Sure. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. 
Yeah, that's cool. We'll have to make sure that we check on and we'll follow yeah. back up with you and make sure on our Thank social you. media that we, you know, tag you and promote that as well too. So beyond the podcast, we definitely want to make sure we're supporting Indie Pride and sharing with our uh, friends and, and fans as well too. Um, Shelly, we always close out the podcast by asking our guests about their gift because we believe and love the fact that uh, all women have incredible gifts, whether that's inspiration, strength, courage, empowerment. What what do you think your gift is and how do you like to share that with others? I'm super organized. No, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I yeah, but besides that, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I do believe that I have a lot of gifts to share, uh, but I, I don't want to pause for a second and say, you know, when, when I was first invited to do this interview, I thought to myself that I wasn't qualified to do this interview. Um, you know, I, I, I forget a lot about the obstacles that I've had to overcome to get to where I am today. Um, so first, thank you all for reminding me of how badass I am. Yeah, well, you're not alone in your response, Shelly. A lot of our guests their first response when we ask them to be honest, why me? I'm not badass. Right. And then they start talking and they're like, oh shit, I'm badass. I did a lot. <laughs> yeah. You are badass, Shelly. Yeah. Thank you. And the work that you're doing is incredible. So. Thank you. But I, I would say, you know, to go back to your original question, you know, um, I do believe I have a lot of gifts to share, but my favorite is the ability to inspire others. You know, when I was a career counselor, I had a lot of students doubting their abilities to get through the interview process and secure job offers. And then seeing the looks on their faces when they realized that they did have what it takes to be successful was really fulfilling. Um, sometimes people just need to be reminded how great they are, you know, all they have overcome. And, and I love that I can help with that. So who inspires you, Shelly? Oh, so many people. I have a really, really great group of friends that inspire me every Sunday we get together and they, they, they are amazing. Uh, my mother inspires me. You know, she was a, a single middle-aged woman uh, putting herself through her master's degree with two small children while becoming a, following her life goal of becoming a, a preacher. Uh, so, and my wife inspires me also. Awesome. Aww. So she better be listening to this. She's got right. <laughs> Shelly, we forgot to ask, did you mention where we can find, where our listeners can find and support? Oh, yes, please. You check out our socials or our website, indiepride.org. Okay, perfect, perfect. We are so glad that you joined us here today. I've learned some things. I know Stevie and I were making eye contact like, yes, I, I did not know that. Or I look forward to, you know, expanding on that and, and supporting and finding ways that we can support you as well, too. So we appreciate you sharing a little bit of your story with us, uh, the work that you're doing with Indie Pride and the LGBTQ plus community, and certainly the advocacy work on behalf of trans youth, all of that. And then talking to you and now knowing you really makes us say she's badass. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And thanks to all of you badasses out there listening. We would absolutely love to hear what you think. Write us a review or shoot us a message at badassrylife at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at badassrylife and on Instagram at badassry underscore life. Shout out to Kevin McLeod for our podcast music and huge thanks to our badass producer, Jenny Duran. Until next time, keep being your badass self.